Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, guys. Today's episode of Reality Bites is brought to you by Fab Skin Hot Bodies with Dr. Jeanette Graff. It's a brand new podcast about keeping your body and skin looking toned and young. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Join Dr. Graff, world-renowned dermatologist, author, and skincare researcher as she interviews famous stylists, makeup artists, and fitness gurus in order to bring you the best advice possible. No beauty or skin topic is off limits, so whether you're looking for the best way to remove cellulite or how to get the perfect tan without damaging your skin, Dr. Graff has you covered. We're all so vain. <laughs> it is a truly true uh so check her out today because i know you wanna fab skin hot bodies with dr jeanette graff but first we have an awesome episode of reality bites for you you guys the guest is christina walkinshaw she is a super 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 funny comedian from canada she's kind of a big deal in canada hopefully we'll be in the united states soon too um she is early in her first poly relationship ever. So Steve and I talked to her all about the poly lifestyle, which he's had some experience with too. And it was just a really fascinating, fun conversation. Um, and I hope you like it. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm your host, Courtney Kosak, and I'm here with my fave, Steve Fernandez. Great to be here. <laughs> and we have a very special guest today, Christina Walkinshaw. Yeah, you nailed it. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm so it's bad with names. <laughs> with the question mark. <laughs> it's phonetically, it works. It's just walk yeah. like the action, in like the preposition, Shaw like Shawshank Redemption. And then walk your, your blog is Walk and Sauce. Yeah, Walk and Sauce. That's a fun little play on my last name because I like to drink and I like hot sauce. <laughs> that works. It's not just alcohol. Don't worry. I don't have a problem, I think. So we invited Christina here for because she's like an expert, basically. She blogged about <laughs> Tinder. I went on 50 First Dates 50 in Toronto. First, yes. When it was just starting, right? And I didn't even know what Tinder was when I joined it. I was just like, oh, look, it's like hot or not uh, meets <laughs> grinder for like straight people. And I just like picked it up and started playing with it. And like, I feel like when Tinder first started, there was no like, you didn't have pen pals. You didn't write back and forth uh-huh. like for weeks before you met. It was just, you opened it. You were like, where are you? You're at the Firkin? Okay, I'm gonna come meet you at the Firkin. I'll be there in like an hour. It was so funny to hear you on old podcasts that aren't even that old, but like from four years ago where they're oh like, she's, she's blogging about this new weird thing, Tinder. <laughs> Tell us what is Tinder. It's so funny. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. It is crazy how fast, uh, yeah, the world is changing. Yeah, like we just adopted it. Now it's the. Yeah, most now Tinder's like ever. so normal. It's just like, that's just something you play on <laughs> if you want to go on a date or. You know, I remember when, uh, I think it 
think in GQ or something years ago, they were talking about this kind of an app. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people would do it, if women would do it, because Grindr has been out for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't think so. They're like, it, you know, the, it's totally. not safe. Like, it's so true. It wouldn't true. be safe because a woman wouldn't know what to do. But I guess you guys are just fucking horn dogs like us. So <laughs> <laughs> Can That's I tell you? Very true. <laughs> when I was on, before I met, I met my boyfriend on Tinder, but when I was. See, a lot of people did actually meet partners on Tinder. Oh, like a. Yeah. Shocking amount. I know several other people that yeah. are in like good relationships. Yeah, that me too. On Tinder. Me too. You, I know people that are yeah still together from Tinder, but I think it's just like, I mean, as long as you have the balls to put yourself out there, yeah. you're bound to finally meet somebody you like. Well, on internet right. dating too, you just you you know right away if you like the smell of a person. You know what I yeah. mean? If you if you could see yourself like touching them and shit, and that stuff. You don't need all that other stuff. That's the first thing you need in any kind of dating. Like, do I like to smell this person, be around this person right. physically? So and if that's not there, then well, who the do fuck they knows? Make me laugh? Yeah, it doesn't Aromals. matter how you meet exactly. Like, if the first thing is technology as soon as yeah. you're meeting in person, yeah, then that's your new basis. But I do agree that it's like, I feel like it'll never really be like a grinder because women, even if I am horny, I can go out and change my mind. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, no, don't want to bang this guy anymore. <laughs> and I've done some tragic things. Like, I've, oof, oh, my God, and driven hours and hours to get myself laid and then gotten to the destination and been like, uh, no, change my mind. Don't want to fuck him. <laughs> Just because you didn't like what you saw when you got there? Yeah. <laughs> That's so – so I was in this very – horny period when I was just started on Tinder. Yeah. And I, I freaked a couple guys out by like how I was using it like a dude uses <laughs> grinder and I was like scaring. They were like, okay, but do you just want to wait a couple days and we go on a real date? I was like, no, I want to come over now. And you would go right to a person's house or you would no, let that person go or you always out. meet them out. Have you had a, have you had a one night stand, Courtney? Yes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds. Have you had several? I'm a 33 year old woman. Yes. yes. I know. I mean, that's great, but I know a lot of women who haven't had one night stands. Oh man, they're great. I mean, I've only had. I think I've only had one or two. I feel like I had, for sure, one or two in college, and then maybe another one later in my 20s, and then I definitely had one or. Not that many one night stands during the early Tinder stuff, but yeah. I always feel like they're easier to have when you're on vacation. Vacation one night stands are the best. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't really talk about where things are going. You just enjoy the moment. You know, it's 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 exciting. Nobody can't. There's no there's no even fantasizing about the future really because there's no we're just gonna go to two separate places and exactly. Although some people do go the opposite where they'll have their vacation fling and then do a long, turn it into a long distance relationship. So do you wind up? But I don't do that. <laughs> I, get in, I get in and I get my action and I get the hell out of there. You're on the road a lot, Christina. Mm-hmm. So do you find, I mean, that's like a vacation hookup-y vibe. I used to be. use Tinder on the road all the time. And it was so fun because like a lot of the times you're on the road with like old married guy comics and they're not like, they don't want to go out. They want to do anything. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I could, especially if I was in, like, small Ontario towns, if I opened Tinder, I maybe had a selection of one or two gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't want to brag, but I feel like I kind of make their day. I'm like, hey, like, I, I, have, I have no ego, I swear. But I'm just saying, 
if some random <laughs> comic is traveling through Sudbury, Ontario, they're gonna be like, "Okay, I'll come meet you." Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Ooh, People get off the new. couch. <laughs> So are, are you are you not picky? I mean, I don't know how to say wow. that. <laughs> <laughs> a kinder question has never been asked. <laughs> I just, I, 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 you sound like a very, and I've read your blog. That's so funny. I know about the thing. That's but, the best thing I've ever but been it asked. Just, I mean, it, so you're not picky? I don't, I mean, it just sounds to me like you're open. So I don't want to say like, um, I don't mean that in a in a, a way that's slutty or putting down your standards or anything. But it sounds to me the way you the way you approach life and probably sex and dating is that you're just very open to new experiences, right? One hundred percent. Okay, good. Yeah. That's what I meant. And I'm not like <laughs> and I'm not like obsessed with looks. Not that anybody I date wants to hear that. <laughs> um, me neither. Yeah. But uh, for me, it's always been like a clever tagline. Like if you write something funny, then I'll usually like say yes to you, regardless of what the pictures are. Like one guy just wrote, the name's Doug. The O is silent. And I was like, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Right? I was like, oh, that's cute, right? The O is silent in Doug. <laughs> Scored a date. That's it. That's all How it How was Doug? Doug's, Doug's great. No, I don't think mean Doug hooked up or kissed, but okay. Anyways, Doug's out there. I'll set you up if anybody's looking for a funny Doug. <laughs> Not a lot of Dougs left anymore. So you, you've been in your blog. You say like your your default settings like single. You like to be single. Most I people do. are scared what? of it or something. Um. See, what's funny is I do think a lot of people. I don't know. I'm not. I mean. I think some people are scared to be single. I think a lot of people do stay in toxic relationships because they're scared of being alone. Mm-hmm. Or at least I've seen that throughout my life. Um, but I've always really liked to be single, although I feel weird saying that now because obviously I'm in a relationship now, but I'm also in an open relationship right now, mm-hmm. which I'm still figuring out. I think a lot of people think that this could be right for me because it kind of embraces a lot of the freedom that I like with being single, so I don't have to like cut myself off of meeting new people and experiencing new things, uh, but I'm still getting, you know, some nurturing support of somebody who loves me. Yeah, according to your blog, from reading your blog, it sounds like um, this lifestyle was meant for you. you just didn't know. <laughs> a lot of people are like, holy <laughs> shit, maybe she stumbled upon, like, the right kind of relationship. Because you've always enjoyed being single, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, especially, I think, for women, too, it, it seems like uh, the, the way society and culture is like always like pushing you like if you don't have a man that um, something is missing in your life. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, it's yeah. You could. I mean, I've, yeah. You don't. I don't think you need a relationship. Like, did you guys see uh, that movie, The Lobster? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Like that. Like that idea behind the movie. I mean, I don't know if they executed it the best, but like the first half of the movie, I found so fucking funny. Yeah. Like it was so good. But yeah, the whole idea where yeah, if you're not paired off, like you have to get turned into a lobster. Like you're not allowed to yeah. exist in society unless you're paired off. It's so ridiculous. And but you, uh, so you being happy single, you run into this guy. Who uh, who happens to be uh, polyamorous? And I I know your boyfriend. He's been polyamorous for a long time, right? He was polyamorous in his last relationship when he was married. So they were married. They opened up the marriage, and then she left him for another guy. Yeah. Um, I know, which is sad. So I, I, like my first thing was like, oh well, like if that ended your first marriage, like why would you want to do it again? Yeah. And he was like, Christina, a lot of relationships fail, not just poly ones. And I was like, you know what? A fact. That's yeah. very true. Steve was in. 
Yeah, I was in an open marriage and uh, polyamorous, and I, I, I'm always trying to figure out if I'm still polyamorous, if that's a thing that people just are naturally, and if that's a good thing or a healthy thing. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a separate question. You know what I mean? Oof, like, I'm not going to lie, and I just started blogging about this, and it was his idea for me to write about it. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was like, I mean, I've been, I call myself a writer, but then sometimes I'm just like a lazy asshole on Instagram all day. So, <laughs> so <laughs> right, you know, when you call yourself a writer, and then you fucking just space out all day. Um, and so I was being a lazy writer, as per usual, and then he was like, I know what you can write about. <laughs> and then he was I'm like, what? He's like, that I'm Polly. And then at the point, at that point, I was like, wait, you're still Polly? Like, and I was like, wait, if you're Polly, I'm Polly. Yeah, and you then, literally say that in there. Like, your yeah. realization of like, oh, that's about me too now. It's the dumbest thing ever. Like, how did I not figure, like, why wouldn't I think, oh, if you're dating a polyamorous guy, obviously he's going to be polyamorous when you're dating him. Like, I don't know why I thought, oh, maybe I'll be the, the magical yeah. <laughs> prize that makes you settle down and be monogamous. It's like, it's so stupid. So let's back this up. So uh, Christina was blogging about Tinder. Right. And now has transitioned this blog <laughs> into a blog about discovering polyamory, yeah. polyamory right? Yeah. Or like your first... This is my first polyamorous relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So how did how did the relationship start? I know Steve knows this guy, but for the rest of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just met, obviously, via comics. Oh, really? Um, you know, comedian? we're both comedians. That's always so funny. People are always like, don't date the comics. But I'm like, well, <laughs> I might say that just yeah, so there's more yeah, for me. Yeah, we're a little too <laughs> wildly charismatic. You wouldn't want to do that, right? It's like, how do you not date the comics, first of all? They're the only ones that get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, not the only ones, but I, yes. <laughs> it's hard. It's a, I, I've, I've dated some comics in my life. But anyways, um, yeah, so we kind of met through comedy. And then, I don't know, I always, I feel like with my lifestyle, usually like right when I meet a guy, I immediately have to go away for like two weeks, like two days later. Uh. And then you start all this communication, obviously, via WhatsApp or Snapchat, Tinder, not Tinder, you know, Facebook, all this kind of crap. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, and then I just kind of. And you knew he was Polly from the jump. Right from the get go. And I was very cynical about the polyamory in the beginning. I was like, well, of course it ended. Like, that's what's going to happen if you're going to open up your marriage. And so it's so weird that I'm like in it now. I mean, I'm still, first of all, I'll say this. My blog is way behind my real life. Like I, because <laughs> it okay. took me a while to finally get the balls to write about it. Okay. But, uh, but I have definitely had some ups and downs with it. Because it's so easy in the beginning to say you can handle a poly relationship. Mm. But then once you're in it, then you start getting feelings for that person, and then it fucking hurts a bit. And especially at the beginning, too, it's really hard um, because you have this thing called new relationship energy mm -hmm. that it's like a given that when you get with somebody, it lasts anywhere from six, six months to a year and a half or something yeah. like that, where your body's just pumping you full of what you call love. And uh, so right. you're just crazy, <laughs> but you're basically on drugs. So, yes. oh, for sure. So, yeah. you know, that like, so for like Christina like, and her boyfriend, for them to like be getting pumped full of this. And then, so you're basically trying to transition to all these ideas of polyamory. But then during this phase, you're just crazy no matter what. So even if logically you agree with everything that Polly has to exactly. say. Exactly. If her boyfriend goes on tour, goes back to his uh, home city already, does some shows and meets a girl that he makes out with, as much as she agrees with all of the concepts, it still makes you crazy because you're on drugs. It's it's, it's so true. Like on paper, I love it. Like I love this idea of like uh -huh. being able to equally love 
multiple people. Like I love it on paper so much, but then yeah, when you're actually going through with it, it's a lot harder. But the first kiss that I dealt with, which I wrote about, I think like two weeks ago, was uh -huh. like the first kiss without me. That one I actually handled pretty good. Like I, like at first I was, I felt entitled to cry and I felt like, I was like, oh, this is where I should freak out. But then there was a weird part of me that was like, hey, like I felt like I'd been there before. And I've never been in a polyamorous relationship, but you know when you're in a monogamous relationship and you could feel like your partner is like out with someone else and you just uh, like know, and you get that weird feeling in your gut. Have you had that experience a lot? Yeah, not a lot, but, but I would say the few times that it happens, it doesn't matter if you know, you know, and then it like eats you, like it, it hurts sure. you. So then by knowing that my boyfriend was out with like another girl, like he's taken away the anxiety of not knowing, uh -huh. if that makes sense and like replace it with like, here's what it is. It's just like an old girlfriend and we'll, we sometimes hook up and maybe we'll kiss and that's it. And you and you communicate about all these different yeah. things so you can ask the questions about, right? To alleviate your fear. You can, yeah. You, I mean, sure, I mean, people have different setups. There's sometimes people do don't ask, don't tell. But, uh, Trust the, me, that's starting to sound pretty good to me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah you don't. I mean, that's how with. I'm uh, like, I don't want to know. Just do whatever. And when, I was, when I was married, my wife uh, wanted to know everything, but with her, I didn't want to know anything. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I could understand that I would react away. I do. I did feel the right that she had the right to do all that stuff, and I wanted her to be happy. But I didn't need to know about it. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Like, yeah, if she wants to, if if. Especially because we've been together so long, so I, the kind of jolt of like sexual electricity that she can get from somebody new, or from that, I couldn't give her at that point. You know, I can make her come a whole bunch, but that's not the same. Yeah. You know? That's interesting, and that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's why the, the longer you're in it, that's why we we uh, started off as swingers, uh -huh. and um, and then we transitioned to polyamory when we found out about that because just sex by itself didn't really do that much for me, or I don't think for her really either. Uh -huh. um, but when we were just swinging, um, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your mind went to a happy place. So, hey, how long have you been with your current boyfriend, Christina? So, like seven months. We're okay. Still pretty new. And it was funny because I went to like a poly meetup group. Like, there's poly meetup groups around LA. Like, oh once my a month. god. And that was kind of like my first lesson, kind of between the difference between swingers and the poly people. Because they are totally different. Swinging is, yeah, just sex. But at this poly meetup group, it's like all people, they, they don't have an interest in like Tinder. They don't have an interest in like one night stands. They have an interest in like connecting with other people. Like the, the poly meetup group kind of had a vibe of like a, like you, I thought it was going to be like speed dating where I just walked around uh -huh. this room and talked to everybody for like five minutes. But it was the opposite where like one guy basically mm -hmm. talked to me for like an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Like, it was, I was like, whoa, okay. So, it's so interesting, You sorry, uh, but to go back to when you were like, I, I love the idea of, that you can love people equally, but is it, don't, don't you consider someone your primary and, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, you have your primary and then there's secondaries, and trust me, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around all this stuff too. But that, that's the weird part, like, I, and I don't even know that I'm doing it right, and I don't even have any secondaries right now. Like, I know he has some people that he hooks up with. I don't have anybody else, but I don't know. Would you, you're, you've had experience with it. Don't you think it's 
Is it equal love or is it lesser and greater love? But it's still... It's all different. Like a polyamorous people, uh, if you read, uh, she, I think she references or took a picture with the ethical slut, which is the like polyamory Bible. Yeah. Did you bring it with I you? I did. It's over there in my <laughs> owl bag. Yeah, Amazing. I'm still... <laughs> yeah, and a lot I'm reading of... it really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you keep seeing it on my Instagram for like five months. Yeah. You're like, how long is it going to take her to finish that? It, and it's a very small book. It's, we should say that. <laughs> That's okay. how slow yeah. I am. <laughs> uh, but polyamory just teaches that there's different kinds of love. Like you, like people have different kinds of friendships, right? Like you have uh -huh. people you would go to the movies with. You have somebody, if your dad died, that you would go hang out with, with your dad died. Right. So polyamory teaches just that romance is like romantically, it's pretty much the same way in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, I think they even decode that hierarchy of love, like loving some, like loving people equally. It would be like saying, uh, like, which kid do you love the most? If you have like four kids, yeah, but, like you I shouldn't mean, have to pick. You should be able to love everybody. You, do, you should, you, but yeah. you usually have a favorite. <laughs> and, and, that person, and that person would be your primary. Uh, that sh that child is your primary. <laughs> yeah, so that person would be your primary. And then <laughs> mm. oh, that's so. But this funny. idea that like you know love is an energy and you can't really like hold it or you can't possess it. Like it's kind of out there and you can love different people like I mean I feel like I have enough ex-boyfriends I still obviously love like I don't want to be with them but mm -hmm. there's still love there oh yeah I, and I don't like, you know I don't have that many rules the ideas that things I I've in the current relationship I am and it's always evolving and you know the mm -hmm. listeners know we're always uh, Julie and I are always talking about these things and reassessing the things because I don't like like I you know if there's certain girls that I know girls that I've been our friends that I've had sex with that we were never even we weren't even romantic really but I have you know I bartended for 10 years so I have girls that when they were 23 would go to school and then come back and I'd see them a couple times a year and we would have sex and then they would talk to me about the guys they're dating and mm -hmm. that yeah. kind of thing if I were to run into those if I were to have sex with that kind of uh, one of those kind of girls you know I have a few three or four something like that yeah. I would not feel it has nothing to do with my relationship with Julia not mm -hmm. in any way like it does, it has absolutely nothing about how I feel about her. Now, in our current incarnation, what we've uh, negotiated, that would be wrong. Right. Be because of the things we've negotiated. But I'm always negotiating. I'm always trying to push it back the other way. Not because um, I just don't like arbitrary rules. I don't, I like rules only when they make sense and uh, when they make sense. I don't like rules that exist for nothing. So, sure. so the. But protecting your relationship i mean that's what i mean is it has not like i said like i just said it has nothing to do with our relationship so if because we've negotiated this that she thinks that she feels away and then i would ask her but you know that feeling isn't real right so you don't have a i mean you you can feel that way and i'll respect that Ooh. but that's not a real thing that would not be a good way to win an argument with me is to be like <laughs> your feeling is not real and well i'm like, not whoa, whoa, whoa. i'm not trying to win an argument sure, and sure. i wouldn't do it that way but i i would hope and we're open and honest enough where i'm like you should examine that feeling sure and why you know why do you feel that way because uh, like what is it triggering or what is it yeah that's triggering you yeah. know and it might be that I'm not spending enough time with her I'm not so there's something that I could do to fix that thing um, we had a really Steve and I had a really interesting conversation over like a coffee date one time and we were talk. you were telling me about um, why Polly makes less sense to you at this point in your life is just because time is finite and you only have a certain amount of time and if you're uh 
not investing, you know, sometimes if you're investing it ac across a lot of different people, you can't fill up the pot that is your I, primary person. Yeah, Do you feel that? I get that a lot, especially with, to go back to like me loving being single, I love being by myself. Like I love spending time with myself. And I feel like sometimes I lose that obviously in a relationship. And so, and I wrote about this a couple weeks ago, like when he went out with another girl, like all my friends were like, well, you should just go out with another guy. But I didn't have that knee jerk like reaction. I, I like literally just wanted to spend the night doing my own thing. Uh -huh. I wanted to be by myself. Like that's true. Like spreading all the time around. Like, I don't even know if I can make time for more secondaries. Like I think that, you know, and he's read some of my older blogs and he'll even be like, well, there's that guy in Maui that I think if you went back there, you might hook up with him. Like, yeah. But I'm also like, I think that that guy would understand too that I'm in a relationship and he'd just hang out with me and he could just be friends. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm also learning how some of the people that aren't into this polyamory thing, like aren't interested in hooking up with me because I'm, because they can. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there's a lot of, uh, people who refer to themselves as private people, which I love. Uh, it's good. I, I get that I'm not very private. Uh, I know I've lost you there. Uh, and uh, and they're like, oh, you know, like I like you and stuff. But when you embark in a like in a polyamorous relationship, like now I'm not just in a relationship with you. I'm in a relationship with you and your partner. Like your partner knows all this personal stuff about me. Uh. And I don't want that. Like I, you just multiplied our connection by 30%. Uh -huh. And I don't like that. And so I kind of understand those people, too. Oh, yeah. You know, your boyfriend is very, like, I'll tell you what, one thing where I was kind of just over it, too. And that's why I'm not as um, evangelical about it, the idea, as he is, is that, you know, you meet people, and especially as a man, like, you just feel like a creep talking about it. <laughs> you feel like a creep talking to at first, and you're like, oh, yeah, I believe about these things. See, my boyfriend like, is so sweet and tender. I don't think he'd ever get creeped out by him. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, he's for sure creeped out women because that's, um, that's I mean, because I've creeped. He will uh, listen to this. Yeah, yeah, he will listen to it. He'll know, yes, I have creeped out women. He's calling you creepy. That people don't like this idea of it because it, it, uh, it feels like you're trying to get away with something, uh, uh, especially yeah. as a man. But um, I'm just, you know, I know her boyfriend's not that way. I'm not that way. This thing just makes sense to me in a way. When I found it, yeah. it was like, oh, okay, this is what I've always sure, believed. Sure, sure. And so even when I've been jealous in the past, like even, uh, I, you know, let's go back to, and you know, I'm sorry to be talking so much. No, I love it. Keep, no, it's good. Um, but, you know, I think back to, there was a time when my sister was in seventh grade and I walked in into her bedroom and there was a guy in there and you could tell they were kind of like fooling around. And he like hopped out the window. Mike, this was over on Durnest Street. So <laughs> he hopped out this front uh, front window and like ran around this thing. But I ran around him too. I was like a junior or senior in high school. And I like backed him up in this wall. We had this hedge. He couldn't go anywhere. And I was just like, he said, please. Like he said that to me. And I was like, I thought in my head, I was like, you know, this guy's just doing something I would do. And I was like, why would I? Why would I beat him up? And so, you know, like Christ himself, I moved to the side. And let him go. I said, go, I said, get out of here. Oh like that. God, like Clint Eastwood. But all, all that to me is just, you know, when you're saying that about women and when you're saying that about each other and saying, I've had these feelings before, too, in a relationship. Of course you would have them, too. It doesn't matter. Like, we, these things don't matter. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, like, if I've wanted, if I've been in Jealousy? love with someone. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, like if I've been in love with someone and then wanted to spend time with someone else, even if, because this is a thing too, what if you just want to be around somebody 
and you guys, you get a charge off of each other and you don't even do anything physically. Well, you and I have talked about that, that too. Just like, I mean, I don't have enough. I don't think I, I, first of all, jealousy, which I want to talk about with you guys. I feel like it's the, I don't have enough excess, like time or energy for that. And the, the ex yeah. extra that I have goes into my work. And like, yeah. I do, I get a charge off of a lot of like work kind of relationships that I have. And, but that's where I, that's where it stays. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just then the artistic process. That's a big turn on. Hey guys, I interrupt this interview for a very important PSA. We all need to take a little bit better care of ourselves, right? And taking care of our mental health is no exception. That's why today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist, handpicked just for you, for as little as $32 a week. Using Talkspace, you can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages whenever you want, or even do a live video chat. You want to vent about work or family or just talk through something that has been on your mind? No problem. You have a therapist there ready to help. So to sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com reality. And as a very special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code reality to get $30 off your first month and show support for this podcast. That's promo code reality at Talkspace.com slash reality. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. And now back to our interview. Okay, so jealousy. Ugh. Like I said, like, I'm still very new to this whole poly thing. And in the beginning, I was getting jealous. Well, no, like I said, I think the first one, I wasn't that jealous. But like I said, that was before I'd really recognized my feelings for him. Uh -huh. Then once those feelings, like once we said I love you, then Ooh. it was fucking hard. And so what's it, what's it been like? Um, it's getting better now. Like, so, and I haven't written about this yet, but like, you know, they discuss this idea of compersion. Do you know what compersion is? No. You know compersion, right? Yeah. So it's like you can probably explain it better than I will. No, but you, you explain I'm going to try. Okay. So it's, it's basically when you feel happiness of somebody else's happiness. Oh. So if he's feeling happy with, am I doing this right? Please yeah, help me. Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so for me, uh, like my, th this is how I, who, how I got through the jealousy. I think, and I don't know this for sure, but just based off, no, this might be too personal. Maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to write about this anyways. What the hell? But like when we first met before we ever like made out or anything like that, he had asked me, Oh, do I think I'll ever change my mind about having a family? Because I don't want children, and I don't even want to get married. Uh, and then, of course, I just like never return the text. But uh, that's how I like to deal with questions. Hard-hitting question? Oh, I'll return that tomorrow. Uh, and so after I went to that poly meetup group, and I met a lot of people, obviously, in polyamorous relationships, but they're like 10 years in, and they have kids, and they don't want to break up the family. Mm -hmm. And this is the way they can meet new people, but not ruin the dynamic. Yeah. Family. The, the, the family dynamic, the, the dynamic in the house. Anyway. So I don't know why I had this epiphany, but I was like, I don't want kids. And if he does want kids, like that's not something I want to stop him from doing in life. Uh, and so when I think about that, 
I don't get jealous because I don't like it's almost like saying if you cheat cheat big <laughs> like go knock up a girl but I think I'd be I wouldn't want to stop him from finding the mother of his child interesting and and where traditional relationships would say that then they should break up polyamory says well, why Right. Like, why would she loves him? They have this awesome connection. I almost cried saying that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, it's very... Listen, I think a lot of it makes rational sense to me. Yeah. And, like, in another life, I could maybe do it. I just... uh, Yeah, I... Oh, my God, I am going to cry. Am I going to be a first crier on the podcast? I think you may be one of our first criers. Oh, (laughs) you might be one of the first It's hard. It's hard, but it makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, you, the thing that's cool about this, too... And is, I do love him, obviously. Yeah, maybe it just makes sense for right now. You right? know what I mean? That's what that's, polyamory yes. teaches, too. Right. Is that this thing doesn't have to be forever, and it doesn't make a lesser thing just because it's it's right. what's right now that's important. Christina, I love how uh, honest you are in your blog and open you are, like, to this experience. And I think that's a great point that Steve just made it sounds like you're exploring all oh, things and that you don't know <laughs> maybe what the final nothing. answer will be and like that is life <laughs> that, that is, is life right that is all kinds Oof. of life oh so much life <laughs> oh. are you crying because of how much you love him oh <laughs> it's always that kid thing where i always feel like it's so bad when i have to tell man like i don't want you to knock me up <laughs> <laughs> oh so you feel really bad about not having kids I don't not I personally don't want them and that's never a problem when you're single, but when you're with somebody that you really care about and you think that they might want them, then you Does he I want know. them? I don't know. Sometimes I, like in the beginning when he first sent me that message, was, I think he does. Like I think he probably I think most people want children. I think mm-hmm. I don't. But they, so I know yeah. I love it when I meet more women that don't want them. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, at the same rate, like I don't want to. Yeah, I just I don't want to block somebody from having that experience in life. Sure. Yeah. It's I'm probably pee messing right now too. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. But funny. that's good. That means my period is coming and I'm not pregnant. So. <laughs> but I'm also, a winner in this. Also, These seven months. Like I've been with my boyfriend for ten, and that, ten months. Ten months, and ten. I do feel. That first year, you have love feelings that strike you at the oddest moments. I find myself almost crying just like looking at him at (laughs) the most random times. And he's like, Are you crying right now? (laughs) Oh my God. How does love lead to so many tears? It's so mysterious. Some of them are beautiful tears. Um, Are you, okay, so is this guy an LA guy? Of course. Aren't they all? No, I was kidding. Portland. Just, Portland and LA. Portland is he in Portland LA now? explains the polyamory. <laughs> I can see it being very big there. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, San Francisco and Portland. That's big. First sure, right? Yeah. 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 Um oh. Did you move here for him? No, I moved here because I finally got my papers. I'm Canadian. I moved here from Toronto. Okay. Uh, it's a whole it's a whole thing with Canadian comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, on your blog, it's, did you reference, I thought you said that you moved here for a guy, or maybe that oh, was a joke. I, oh, a long time ago, I did move to L.A. for, this is when I was 23. I moved here for a guy I met in a nightclub in Las Vegas who convinced me I was his soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you guys all really <laughs> love my choices I make in life. <laughs> Uh, I don't really inspire. Um, yeah. 
That's so anyways, a very 23-year-old. That is a very 23-year-old thing to do. <laughs> I've done so many ridiculous things in my love and sex life. It's ridiculous. But yeah, anyways. And then obviously I had to go back to Canada because I did not have my papers. But uh, now this time I have my papers. So I've moved, I don't know, which is more realistic. Moving to LA at 23 for a guy you met in a nightclub in Las Vegas or moving to LA at 37 to try to succeed as a woman in show business. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's rough out, out in this town. Oh, I feel man. so bad for the Canadian comics too, because they're like stars in Canada. They're on TV shows and everything. Yeah. And they come here and they're nothing. You're bare in Canada, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, I have a half-hour comedy special in Canada. I've had, like, Just for Laughs. I've done maybe, like, four TV tapings of stand-up in Canada. I've been on a whole bunch of stuff, but here, you just have I'm to... a loser. <laughs> uh, my my ex-boyfriend was a comic that moved from, like, uh, he was in Nashville and Seattle and then came to L.A. and it was, like, brought him to his knees. He just, like, wasn't used to not being oh, a yeah. big fish anymore. See, the good news is with me is, like, I am a naturally happy person, despite the fact I just cried on your podcast. Uh, but, I, no, like, I really, I take time to, like, enjoy normal life stuff. Uh-huh. I don't get, like, obsessed with succeeding. I'm like, I want to go to the beach. I want to go for a beer with my friends. Or I want to go eat nachos with no olives and extra jalapenos. Like, I, 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 I enjoy life. Do you know what I mean? Right, so right. It's, it's just nice to, after you've been slapped in the face with wind and snow for nine years in Toronto, to live in the sunshine. And to be able to like hike and get to a beach, like totally. There's a there's a great chunk of life here that I love that I don't get obsessed with, like uh, I don't know. I'm not even an actress, you know. Like I don't even want to <laughs> act. So I don't get obsessed with succeeding. I just want to, you know, be, here be able to afford to live and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the dif- biggest difference between dating in Canada or Canadian guys and then dating in the states? these LA guys um you know this is gonna sound mean towards Canadian men but I will say I feel like American men are more chivalrous like there was a time in my life that I used to say that word as chivalristic because I didn't even know (laughs) I didn't even (laughs) use the word enough to say it properly (laughs) but like American men uh like they always open doors for you I mean maybe the reason I never see a guy open a car door for me in Canada is because I don't know a lot of men with cars but that's just like a <laughs> that's a living in Toronto thing probably but like guys like yeah, they get doors for you and I mean and I will argue about the whole like men should pay for women things I know a lot of my girlfriends are like no the man should pay I don't necessarily subscribe to that like I think that that was like right. from a time a long time ago when we couldn't have jobs or whatever but right. now I, I feel guilty taking free shit from men you know what I mean? I listen. Do you think I the man like it? I like it, but I get that that's a little fucked up now. I you think know, it is like, a little too. We're all feminists, and you know, we're all like equality, equality. Oh, but you're paying for that dinner. Like, it's mm, why does the line get drawn there? It also depends uh, on means to me. Right. Like, if someone has plenty of money, where right. it for doesn't, sure. regardless of which sex they are. Yeah. I, I feel like then I have an easier time allowing them to pay. But if I know someone is struggling the same as I am, me then too. I'm like, I will listen. I'll throw down. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I, I don't want some guy breaking the bank because, you know, because I can drink six beers in a night. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I think I think it, it also has to do with who asked whom and all of that stuff too. Sure. Like if you ask somebody, you know, and then you could just get a drink. You can get two drinks. That's that's not too much. Right. And you don't want to be dating a guy who can't buy two drinks. No, totally. Think, you know I mean? True. That True. is another thing too. Is it's it it gives you the indication that they really want to be doing right be treating you or or whatever and i'm a cheap date so i don't feel that bad about it i'm not so sure i am a cheap date <laughs> six beers jeez i know as a canadian we have very high tolerances and to be fair i drink session ipas oh, yeah, so i won't get cheap. drunk i'll just get fat but i don't care <laughs> i love but, beer uh, but in a relationship you know then then you try to do things very uh, w- according to what can pay i think i paid two or three times to every time that uh, Julia pays. Yeah. Because I just make more money than her. But I'll yeah, ask yeah, her. She fair. doesn't, I'll tell her. I'll be like, ah, we're going to split this one. And she goes, okay. She just, <laughs> she just knows. She knows. Especially if we do a nice thing on a Tuesday where we have no business like dropping $70 on something. I'm like, sure. I'm going to need that ATM card, babe. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I just try to pay for smaller things. You're a breakfast girl, maybe? I'm a breakfast girl. <laughs> yeah. I think I've said that on here, but... He he's a restaurateur. Like we go to places that like I can't. You know I make not. I don't want to get into it on the show, but <laughs> I don't make that much money. Like it would break she just me. Got enough money for it, six man. or seven sugar-free Red Bulls a day, <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Yeah, it's like we're all comedians. We we'll all know when we have money. Like yeah. I'll know when you have money. I'll know when you have money. You'll know when I have money. Like, that's but yeah, so we're funny. all kind of in the same boat. So. Um, not that I'm calling Canadian men cheap, but I just feel like I always kind of grew up uh, dating guys where I've always kind of gone, not even a Dutch, but like a fluidness of like, uh-huh. you get this, I get that. You know what I mean? Like just kind of a back and forth sure. kind of thing. Man, this polyamory thing, if it's new to you like this, uh, it must be so hard to be dealing with polyamory. And then you're also like getting to know a person and just there all their little weaknesses and problems you might have oh. with the person. Because that let's throw polyamory aside. It's tough enough to fall in a relationship with someone I and know. figure out how they work and communicate, right? I know. Well, that's one thing that I felt kind of weird about when I went to that poly meetup group because it seemed like everybody else in the group was like 10 years into a marriage. Uh-huh. Whereas I did. I entered this relationship as a polyamorous relationship. So it was like... Yeah, you're right. You're still learning about the people, about your partner, but still, oh, I don't know. It's like a whole different thing. Like It's almost like a separate thing outside the relationship that you're always trying to navigate as well. So that's yeah, hard. Just just the fact that you are pop. Yeah. And especially for poor Christina. Like she should, Not poor Christina. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I cried. I deserve the word yeah, poor yeah, for yeah, my she's name. Will, but it's just a lot. I mean, it's a lot to get into. It's a lot to be managing your feelings and then questioning whether it's okay to have your feelings or your thoughts or preconceived notions you've had your whole life. And maybe that they're wrong. You're like learning a whole new way of life. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And like I said, I do, theoretically, I, I agree with so much of it. And you know what? To be fair, I've been a single asshole for like six years now. Like, I mean, I've been like feelingless. Like I haven't had emotions like this in years. It's yeah. a good wake up call for me. Yeah, it's. I was single for a long time before, or longer than I had been before, a couple years before I met my boyfriend. And it is weird to fall in love again. To have feelings again. Yeah. yeah it's like, oof, you don't have this just from, you know, random hookups on Tinder. <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, it's totally different. Uh, do you guys find your communication to be very open and 
Yeah, it has to be. Like, and he's always been so, uh, like, just, he's always, oh, God, I'm, I'm choked. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's been very um, just forthcoming with the fact that we have to be very honest. We have to be very open. He's like, I forgot, like, one of the, the texts that he sent me when he first went out with that girl uh, he was like, oh, honesty or clarity is paramount, I think is what he wrote. But, uh, but yeah, just about everything, just open. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just communicate. Are you his, his first, like, serious relationship post his marriage? marriage? I don't think so, but I don't know so. Uh. I think he dated somebody before me. Um, don't look at me. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Do you know him? You, you know him? Know I, think, yeah, I think he's had a girlfriend in between. I think he's yeah. had some, like, he's definitely slept with some people I know, so. <laughs> but that's okay. We all have crossover at this age. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Especially yeah. comics. I'm sure Especially I know. Especially in the comedy like, scene. Totally sure. fine. Um, I think it's nice to have sex with someone until, like, it's okay afterwards. I think it's nice. You get to know people in a way you never knew them before. And sometimes Ex- I agree with that. Yeah, I'll, see, I'll like, see people at a party that I've had sex with, and I, I feel like a special warmth me and too. Like a protective feeling towards them. Yes. Like, it's oh, like you was, really know that person. Yeah, that was really nice that. that you shared that with me. Thank yeah. you for that. That was really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I like that too. And I feel like sometimes, I know they always say that sex ruins a friendship, but give it a few years, it actually makes that friendship better. Because yeah. you have had that experience with them, and the sexual tension is gone You know, years after uh-huh. you've done it. So you really are friends like you You can can also be feelingless towards someone after you've had sex with them don't you think what do you mean uh i mean i've had sex with people that i'm just not there's no residual lingering effects i mean they're not like comedy people yeah yeah. but i'm just saying i could pass them on the street and just be like whatever (laughs) (laughs) i could probably pass them on the street (laughs) (laughs) just a cold stare So what's your favorite? Okay, okay. Uh, your favorite thing about Polly is just the fact that you. Oof, love- I don't know. I think I'm still figuring it all out. <laughs> Are you? What do you? What do you feel about? It? Are you? I know you like it, but would you rather just not have to deal with it? I don't know. I I I don't know. I I do want to deal with it because I do think that. I don't know that monogamy has flaws or it's not always realistic with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, it just goes back to this whole thing of me trying to wrap my head around something that I think looks great on paper. And I, uh, yeah, like I'm still a neophyte at it. So I'm still a little shaky, but I think that, I think this is something that is good. So, so your current boyfriend, notwithstanding, would you do this with a future partner? Do you think? Um, yes, I think I, I, I think I would. Definitely. The cool thing about it, and even like uh, something I've, because I, I was, you know, I probably still am polyamorous. I, I don't, like I said, I don't know what to say about any of this stuff. But what, one thing that I think is really important is to be clear and honest about a lot of things, most things. With my wife, I was totally honest about everything. And I don't think, I, I don't think that's a good idea for me. Yeah. I've just seen it doesn't work. You know, that's what you have friends for. A lot, a lot of things. <laughs> but uh, but she to, would get angry or emotional. I mean, she just, you just some things you just don't need to, you just don't need to put yeah. on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that too. Like I know my my current girlfriend now is, is very jealous, although she's working on it all the time. She knows it's like not a good thing to be, especially in a relationship right. with me. But you know, I don't need to be 
No, she doesn't need to know who I find super attractive or anything like that. It's well, just, oh, that's everyone. I mean, our Wade and I went to see my therapist a while back, and she was like, you can't untell. <laughs> that's things. right. She's like, just, you know, be careful how you frame things or whatever. And we're not, we're just, we're monogamous. But still, it's like you can't, uh, so, something that you say might put a picture in your partner's mind that they will never be able to get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. And so, and like, yeah, so I don't, with my ex-wife, she really didn't care about that kind of stuff. So I would, you know, tell her, oh, that, I like that chick. I like this about her. But no, I don't say anything like that anymore. Uh -huh. But, but <laughs> what it does teach you is that monogamy is not a given and it never is. We, you know, the way our society is set up, it's just, we don't talk about it, but that's why so many people cheat. And that's why so many people, you know, even mm -hmm. if they don't cheat physically, they they do some really shady things with emotional intimacy stuff too. Yeah. But but we don't we don't talk about it, and so we just act like it's a given. But it's not a given, and so it's cool to be in a relationship with someone and to be able to negotiate these things and talk these through. Right. And and it taught me that big time because I've talked all of this stuff through with Julie. Julie would not listen to this. And even though we're monogamish right now in a lot of ways, she said I can do certain things that I'm just not really that interested in doing. But, you know, right. we'll see. Uh, yeah. But um, we talk about it all the time. And so she feels like she's in a part of the process and um, and it helps our relationship. She's we've been at times where all I've been on it. We've been on a like in a group date thing, like three couples or something. And I'll meet somebody. And then it's like. You get it feels electric like pretty right away. This stuff doesn't happen that often, but a few times a year. Sure. And, and I we meet people all the time too. So, but you could feel there's something cooking with a stranger right away, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry, babe, I don't know what to tell you right now. Like this thing's just cooking right now. I'm not gonna do anything, but you know, you could tell it's she's starting to get mad like over there, and uh -huh. so just the fact that we've talked about this makes me know, okay, I gotta go spend a little more time with her right now. And not pay attention to this dope little fire that's going on in this party, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, Even sure. though that's what we live for, you know, life is so short. And that's such a rare thing, but whatever. Yeah. So, but it's good that we talk about these things, right? That's true. I mean, everybody always says with cheating, it's a, the betrayal, right? That's supposed yes, to really that yes. really hurt. So then, yeah. So you're taking out the betrayal. Yeah. And they say the cover-up, too, is the worst part. Right, the it. lies. Not the, not the sin, but the cover-up, uh, like we've learned from the Catholic Church. Uh, but <laughs> You guys don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I'm curious. Because like my uh, parents were super monogamous, and I think I just grew up with that model. Right. And like I have never cheated on anyone. Have, have you cheated in previous relationships? Um... Yeah, I guess I've cheated, but not really. Too, it's it's all been shady. So what like, shady I've, mean? I've done shady things. Yeah, I would say the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> Define shady, shady. like well, not penetration. No, go on. No, um, like I, I don't think I've never like slept with it. I've never full blown <laughs> cheated on anybody, but I've had kisses that were basically catalysts of me knowing that I have to be single again. So, ah. so that's what's happened with two, two of my long relationships ended when I did obviously kiss somebody else. And I was like, boom, I don't want to be a cheater. It's time for me to be single. Sure. And I break up with my boyfriend and I've done that twice in my life. Yeah. And, and then never even really gone on to pursue that kissed, that, that kiss person. Yeah. It's just been, they've just been signs that I need to be single. Right. 
And before I was polyamorous, I was like off and on all the time. So I would break uh, up and then like fool around. That's essentially right. a form of polyamorous. When of you're right. really breaking up with that's someone so and then true. fucking other people and then getting back right. together. Yeah. You're it's, right. That is a form of polyamorous. Isn't really it? It's just like. Yeah. Yes. That's, it, that totally is. Yeah. Yes. It's because I, yeah, I need to like do this other thing. And I know I can't within this thing, but I do love you. I, I don't want to not be with you. Sure. Right. But we don't, people don't have the words for it a lot of times. Like now that I've experienced polyamory, I often wonder if I were to be polyamorous like in the past or even have the, the concept in my mind at the time of having those kisses, if I would have maybe been more honest with my partner at the time and just been like, fuck, I kissed a guy. What does that mean about us? What does that mean? But instead I fucking kept it a secret and then just like broke up with the guy. Right. Twice. I never explained myself. Interesting. Are your parents still together? They are. Ah. Yeah. Funny. Eh? <laughs> but they got, you know, my mom got pregnant really young, like 18 or 19. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think it was just like back in the do the right thing years. <laughs> like even when I told them about my boyfriend, which was so hard because I have not told my parents about a boyfriend in like a decade. Uh, so I was like, chugging wine at P.F. Chang's, you know? Ah! <laughs> I love that. You can chain size that or whatever they say there. Is that a thing? I don't know, but you know it's always like upgrade another three ounces. Chain size. I don't know what it's called. I don't, no, I don't hang out at P.F. Chang's. I, I don't do, know I love P.F. Chang's. In Canada, there's a restaurant called The Keg, so it's always like keg size. Anyway, so that's why I'm... I, anyways, whatever. So yeah, I was getting like the big wines to try to tell them I had a boyfriend. And then of course they, they were like charmed and they had all these questions and then uh, I did tell them that like, oh yeah, he's been married, you know, he's 41. And then they're like, well, why did that marriage break up? I go, I don't know, probably because they got married too young. My parents just went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of people in the generation above us got married too young. <laughs> so it's like, you Funniest can't deny joke them. ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen them laugh so hard. <laughs> Fascinating. This has been great. Very eye-opening. Um, given me some good food for thought. Hope everybody at home enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, thank you for coming, Christina. Guys, thanks for having me. You guys were great, and it was really nice to chat with you. And, you know, Steve, I gotta say, I feel like you, you, you had a lot of cool things to say that even you're... You're teaching me a little bit right now He's today. He's a guru. Oh, yeah. You are a guru. <laughs> He's a freaking guru. The guru. <laughs> <laughs> so they, everybody can follow along on your poly story on your blog at yeah. Walkin' Sauce? So I hope I'm not acting like a teenager, but I'm using Tumblr. And uh, yeah, so it's <laughs> walkinsauce.tumblr.com. And then I have a website, christinawakacha.com. I update it like once every six months. And oh, I yeah. think you're walking sauce on all your platforms. I'm right? walking sauce on everything. Walking sauce on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Snapchat, all of that stuff. So get yourself a taste of that walking sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Find Christine on the road and uh, join us next time. Bye, guys. Thank you to Christina for sharing a little bit of her life with us today. That was really, really cool. I think how she is approaching this poly journey is with such openness and I hope wherever her path leads her, it is to a lot of happiness uh, because she deserves it. We all do. Um, 
Follow the show at Reality Bites Pod on all the socials. It's Bites with a Y. It will always be with a Y. Send us your questions and comments about what you'd love to hear covered on the show to realitybitespod at gmail.com. Rate and review us. Hey, how about that? Do that on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Give us some five stars. Really, really helps. And lastly, today's show was sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Yes. A Talkspace therapist can help put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com reality. Again, that's Talkspace.com reality. Use promo code reality. Come on, get happy. <laughs> Check you guys next time.